This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. All right, welcome. Glad you guys are with us. We got some uh, special presentation to play for you tonight. Brand new, never been seen before. So don't go anywhere. It's not a rerun. It's not a best of. Brand new material for you tonight on the Lindell Report. Mike Lindell, Eric Metasis, uh, Charlie Kirk, several others were speaking recently for a flashpoint. And you're going to see some of that panel tonight. But first, we want you to go to mypillow.com forward slash E888. Is that right, Logan? mypillow.com forward slash E888. You can get free shipping on everything for another 11 days. So don't delay. Don't delay. Free shipping on sheets, towels, blankets, pet bed, slippers, sandals, mattress, mattress toppers, robes, and more. If you want to take a look at my screen here, we can see a lot of the specials. Oh, they got to hook it in. I don't know. It's hooked in, guys. I don't know. We got to try to fix this problem. Oh, up, 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 up. That was user error, I think, on my part. Tell me if you don't have it now. Uh, sheets, towels, blankets, pet beds, slippers, sandals, mattresses, mattress toppers, robes, and more. But use that promo code e mypillow.com forward slash e eight eight eight, and that will get you to the page to see all these great products, and it'll get you the ability to have free shipping. There it is. Oh, it was user error. It was on my end. Sorry, guys. Roll and go anywhere, my pillow, all new my pillow 2.0, all new my pillow bed sheets. Look at these prices. There's those bed sheets. They were they were like that, that as low as 24.98. What were they originally? Well, they were 79.98. Now they're down to 24.98. Let's choose a size. Check that out. Let's go with queen. 39.98 for queen. They were 89.98. How about king? Well, they were about 100 bucks, now they're under 50 bucks. Wow. All right, there you go. Check that all out. MyPillow.com forward slash E88. You get a whole mattress delivered to your door, by the way. Uh, we have the My Towel six-piece towel set. That was about $56.96. Now it's down to $29.98 when you go to MyPillow.com forward slash E888. Now you're going to get free shipping. What else? We got the slippers, the sandals, the moccasins, all of that great stuff. The body pillow, down blankets, robes, pet beds. Or there they are. The my pillow pet beds. All of them. Great deals, great prices. Again, mypillow.com forward slash E888. What's it say at the top of the page? Free shipping on your entire order. So there you go. Now, don't forget, you can go over to Lindell Offense Fund. Let me do that real quick. LindellOffenseFund.org. LindellOffenseFund.org. And you can support Mike Lindell if you would like to help him with uh, not his personal legal bills, but with him. His, that's what he, what he says. So make sure I'm saying the same thing. But help him as he funds things like the Cause of America and other great movements around the country to try and restore free and fair and accurate elections. Getting rid of uh, machines. You guys all know that's been Mike's goal. Go back to paper. You know what's interesting? I just interviewed my friend Peter uh, from London the other day. Annie Cyrus, Leo Holman were here at the news desk over the weekend. And we, inter we interviewed Lon uh, Peter from London 
for almost exactly an hour and a half. You know what he told us? He says they vote with paper over there. I did not know that. I wonder if Mike knows that. They vote with paper over there in London. I, you heard him say that, right, Logan? I was shocked to hear that. So we got France doing it. Apparently got London doing it. Again, I'm just going on what Peter told us. I think he would know. He worked with Nigel Farage. So again, Mike is trying to get us to that point as well. If you click on the uh, donate button, you'll also find the mailing address, Lindell Offense Fund, if you'd like to support uh, the Lindell Offense Fund. Again, it's lindelloffensefund.org, lindelloffensefund.org. And then, of course, don't forget about mystore.com, mystore.com, where you'll find all kinds of goods and products by American entrepreneurs, okay? That same promo code works over there, L77, which I think also gets you free shipping over there, mystore.com, promo code L77. Check it all out. It's all there for you, okay? All right. Now, what we want to do is go to a special presentation uh, from Flashpoint. This is Oh, you want me to show a graphic? All right, throw it up and I'll show it. Look at that. Roll, roll and go anywhere. My pillows, they were almost 30, <coughs> 30 bucks. Now they're under $10. Use that promo code L77. Free shipping on your entire order, as we said. You can also use that 800 number, by the way. 800-799-7492. 1-800-799-7492. If you'd like to talk to an operator, by the way, many of the uh, service receptionist that's a new one we service receptionist they have a uh, a lot of them have these products so they can speak to you from a point of education as many of them use these products so if you'd like to order by phone and talk to a live individual about the products they know all about them 1-800-799-7492 but there you go roll and go anywhere my pillows regularly almost 30 bucks now down to under 10 bucks promo code l77 be sure to use those all right, now, here again is a presentation that has not been presented here. It's brand new. You're never, you've never seen this before. We're airing it here for the first time. I think we may have aired it live when it happened on TV3, but first time to ever air here on the Lindell Report. Mike Lindell and a, and a platform of different folks, uh, including Eric McTassis and others, uh, Charlie Kirk. So it's going to be a combination of Mike and Charlie Kirk and others speaking at an event recently. And uh, Mike wanted you to see this, so here it is. I brought a few friends. I got a lot of friends here tonight. Uh, so would you please welcome, not Lance Wall now because he's not here, uh, Hank Kuhneman, Mike Lindell, Rick Green, Pastor Che, Abby Johnson, and Charlie Kirk. And Eric Metaxas. Now, we're going to just stand for this first part. We're standing for this first part, okay? Eric Yale. Uh, okay, so, hey, good to have you, Eric. Would you all say hi to Eric? Howdy. <laughs> I think they're confusing me with someone else, but thank yes, you. Thank, thank you. you very much. All right, so this is what we like to start every flashpoint. You can be seated. Uh, no, you can't. Y'all stay up because we're not going to be here that long. If I let my speakers sit, they'll pontificate for 30 minutes. No, I don't want to do that. So we're going to go down the row, and I'm going to start with Pastor Hank. We're going to do things a little different. 
And uh, I'd like to give, the, give you a quick overview before we dive into content for tonight. So Pastor Hank, a quick comment about where we are in the nation and what's coming. Well, Pastor Gene, where are we at? I actually wore tonight where we're at and you didn't even notice. I did I'm notice. I'm wearing my slippers from, <laughs> and, and the reason, listen, it was so funny because I was in the back room and Mike Lindell looked down and he goes, Hey, those are my slippers. I'm like, no, they're my slippers. <laughs> but anyway, I'm doing this for a reason, and I want you to get a picture of this, those of you that are even watching around the world. No, put that back on. No, no, it's all good, because there's an aroma of God in here. But here's, here's the, God loves my soul. So there you go. But, but here's the point. As I was praying about this meeting, I literally felt like the Lord said, bring your Mike Lindell, my slippers, which by the way, promo code flash, you can get, you can get your own tonight. So make sure you, you these are the best slippers, spell it, Hank. but here's why I felt e -R -I -C. like the Lord, Eric, I'm making a powerful prophetic point here. So here, here here's the point. I, I felt like God said, wear them for, for a reason. And, and it's this, how you go out determines how you enter in. This is our last flashpoint meeting of the year. And it's important that we understand what God has said. Listen, he prophesied in 2018 and 19 ahead of time, ahead of time, that there would be a plague that would hit the world and that uh, China and Ukraine and different ones would have their hands in it and it would come uh, harshly and the decade would start off harsh. But here's the promise. How many of you saw that part of the prophecy come to pass? Raise your hand. Yeah, yeah. Those of you that are watching. The reason I'm wearing this, because this is a prophetic sign. Again, flash. Uh, is the promo code, but anyway, and that's on me. I'm doing this, not him. But here's the point. God said it would, after a harsh season, end up in rest. This is where we're heading. We're going to have rest from some of this nonsense. And God is going to rest his case because justice is coming and it's coming fast. Amen. Mike. Well, thank you, Hank. Promo code flash. <laughs> Um, I just want to say where we're at, we're so much further than we were even a month ago, uh, where I'm at with our election platforms, and we will get them secure, trust me. Um, I don't know if y'all, I'm going to tell you two quick things, if you all seen a ruling out of, out of Georgia, where a judge actually ruled, an Obama-appointed judge ruled that, yes, there is problem with these election machines, and if you talk about them, you're not a conspiracy theorist. What a concept. So, and that was, that was right on the heels of a miracle that happened in Argentina. In Argentina, one judge ruled this summer that these machines had to go. The whole country of Argentina went paper-free in less than five months. They beat the Netherlands record, and they had an election instead of a selection. Their people are set free. It's amazing. So it can happen here. With God, all things are possible. Rick. Yeah, you know, Gene, I, th I think our side, those who love the country and, uh, and love the Constitution, uh, we've, been, we've been off balance for a while. It's kind of like we just got cold cocked and knocked out, and all of a sudden we're kind of figuring out what happened, what do we need to do to save the country, and we've been trying to do that for several years. But I think we've reached a point, it's, uh, I feel like we're collectively, as the Flashpoint Army, saying to Commodus, uh, the time for honoring yourself will soon come to an end. And, and, and it feels like we're turning the corner. We've got a speaker that's biblical worldview, and when he's asked... 
when, when he's asked how, how could he dare pray on the House floor, it sounded like David Barton was speaking for him as he answered and gave quote after quote from George Washington and Adams and others about why he should have been doing that. Mike's got hundreds of counties now that have committed to doing paper ballots. Uh, there, there, there's just... There's just so many... Yeah, there's, so, there's so many areas where we're starting to see traction. That doesn't mean it's over overnight. Uh, listen, I still say we're in a 50-50 thing here of tyranny or, or liberty, and we've got to be the ones in the Flashpoint Army to push this thing back into liberty. But I, I'm feeling hopeful tonight because I'm seeing so many people get engaged. So I think the time for the left honoring themselves will soon come to an end. Abby. Uh, well, I mean, Gene didn't even say hi to me. Hi, Abby. Earlier. Gene, this is Abby Johnson. She's I, a friend. I don't She's even. A I don't even know what. What is up you? with us? Who invited you? I don't you? know what okay. is going on with you. Uh, anyway, I I just want to say I'm so excited to be here in California. California is one. Of, we are in California, right? That is where we are. Okay. All right. Most of us are. All right. Um, I I, I got to tell you I. Rick and I are from Texas, and I, I love Texas, but... Nobody. Woo! Thank you. Yes, yeah, okay. They're the only two. And we, yeah, and, and we, lo we love Texas, obviously. But we were talking before we came out that um, there's something really special and electric about being in liberal states. And because you guys know that there is a fight ahead. You guys know that you are fighting for something. You are not taking anything for granted. And, and so it's just really an honor to be here with all of you. And it's, it's really special, I think, for all of us to be here because we want to fight with you. And, and so I'm... Really, just thank you so much for having us here um, in this place of worship. There's no better place to be fighting for our country than in a place that honors God. And, and so I'm just thrilled to be here with you. And, you know, of course, my, my platform is talking about the sanctity of human life and respecting human life. And we are, I believe, coming to a place in this country where we have to choose one or the other. We, we have come to a place where we have devalued human life to a point where we are now willing to kill children outside of the womb, not just inside of the womb, but now outside of the womb. We euthanasia, physician-assisted suicide is now spreading across this nation. We've come to a boiling point in this nation, friends. And if we don't respect the sanctity of human life, then really nothing else matters. Your life matters. Our lives matter. Life in the womb matters. Life outside of the womb matters. Every life matters. And we are here to proclaim, not as conservatives, not as Trump voters or red state voters or whatever. We're not here as that tonight. We are here as people of God. And we are here to say that we are going to continue to fight for the sanctity of every single life until every single life is spared and every single life is seen 
as valuable. And every single person is seen with equal dignity. And every single person in and out of the womb is seen as who they are, created in the image and likeness as Jesus Christ. Amen. Eric. I, I was just going to say exactly everything you just said. I know. So all I'm left to say, and please listen carefully and write it down. Promo code Eric. Listen. Oh, you can laugh now. But don't forget. Promo code Eric. Um, Spelled F-L-A-S-H. What we're going through. Pardon me? Spell it F-L-A-S-H. Are you still here? F-L-A-S-H. I got a lot of questions. First of all, why am I standing next to the tallest guy in the panel? That's the first question. The second question is, why is Charlie Kirk on a panel? It says in his contract, no panels, ever. So, Flashpoint, be prepared to hear from his lawyers. Yeah. He's not going to take this lying down that you would denigrate Charlie Kirk by putting him on a panel with this riffraff. It's unacceptable. I'm offended on your behalf. Um, in all seriousness, Romans 8.28 if all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purposes, it means that all of the hell that we have seen in America over the last three years, the Lord can use it for his purposes. And he is using it for his purposes. And the fact of the matter is, if the Lord had not allowed things to go the way they have gone on every level. I mean, l levels that are insane to the point that even people who normally would not say they believe in God, they would call it evil, right? If these things had not happened, most people who are waking up by the grace of God would not be waking up. They would still be sleeping. And I know that those of you who are here are awake, but we are in a war and we need more people to wake up. And so the horrible things that have happened, they're not, they're not going to end tomorrow. But we're in a war, and we're privileged to be in this war. The Lord has called us. This is his war. This is his battle. And, and, and if you had asked George Washington in 1776, hey, how's it going? You know what he would have said? It's going very poorly. It's going very poorly. But if the Lord, if providence be with us in this cause of liberty, if the Lord be with us, we might prevail. Unless the Lord be with us, there is no way out of this mess, none. But I will say this, the Lord calls us to fight. He calls us to do everything we can possibly do. And when people say, oh, it's over, America's under judgment, that's the voice of the devil. And you need to reject that. And you need to do what George Washington and other patriots did. You need to fight and pray and fight and pray and trust the Lord with the outcome and praise him no matter what. But I believe that the Lord will give us the victory if we continue to pray and to fight and not to believe the lies that we're not supposed to be political. That's not biblical. In fact, I wrote a book about it called Letter to the American Church. And Charlie Kirk uh, has partnered with us in making a film about it. And that film, that film will be coming out soon. There is hope. Charlie, you're on a panel. Here's your microphone. 
All right. Charlie's actually, I, we've asked Charlie to address you for a few minutes by himself. So I'm going to say thank you to everybody else. You can leave the stage. See you. Get out of here. Eric took all your time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Che. Thank you, Pastor. Okay. Charlie. Good to see you. Charlie, how many of you follow Charlie on social media? You know, I just want to say before you address everybody for a few minutes, you know, I, and I've texted you, you know, I'm like, thank you for standing up, what you've stood up for Israel. Can I be released? Yes, sir. Okay. Get out of here. Oh, no. You are dismissed. You know what, you, you're standing for Israel. I appreciate that. And I never thought that would be, I would, it feels like sometimes we're in the minority to stand up, especially like you are on a college campus somewhere. But uh, I just want you to listen. Charlie's got a lot of great wisdom. Most of it he got from me. So take a few minutes, Charlie, address everybody. Well, first of all, how great is Flashpoint, everybody? What a great service they're doing to this country. Thank you, Jim. And uh, I'm going to get back at Eric. I'm really glad he dressed up wearing jeans. You hear that, Eric? It's really great. And uh, it's unbelievable. I'll tell you what. Um, a couple things that I want to share with you. We're in a war, everybody. And it's more clear than ever before. And we will lose if we surrender and we give up. I get a chance to travel the country. I visit college campuses, so you don't have to. Uh, everything from UCLA to UC Berkeley, Arizona State University. Um, I could tell you that despite all the headlines that you might see and the Hamas support on these campuses, there's an amazing amount of hope. When I go to these campuses, we can't find rooms big enough to fit all the students that want to attend our Turning Point USA events. It's amazing. But I hear almost every single day something that is explicitly a sin in the scriptures, despair. Far too often I see, even in Christian circles, people say, but it seems overwhelming. It's very dark out there and that what can I possibly do? Uh, this is a time where we must not be focused on the outcome, but instead our obedience. We do what we do, not because we want to see a certain outcome. That'll be nice, but the outcome is the Lord's. The obedience is ours. We fight because God commands us to fight. These are not normal times. And I understand that some people wish that we could go back to a time of great bipartisan unity, of moderation. Some people say, but Charlie, can't we go back to the days where everybody goes along to gets along? And now I know that some of you might have mixed opinions about who to support and who to vote for in the Republican primary, whatever. But I'm, what I'm going to say are the facts, which is Donald Trump did not divide this country. He exposed the divide that already existed in this country. And he certainly has a lot of faults, we all do. But he has a lot of virtues that we rarely talk about. These are not normal times. And when I watch and I see this, these, the mockery of these Republican debates, and I see them act as if it's 1985, as if everything's fine. Donald Trump is facing 700 years in federal prison. They're doing everything they possibly can to throw that guy in jail, and he has every reason to give up, every reason to surrender and yet he keeps on fighting. They're trying to take his business empire away from him. 
They're trying to smear and slander his family every single day. They spied on his campaign. They impeached him twice. They lied about all the events around January 6th, and yet he continues to fight. And understand, it is not him that they're going after, it is you. He just happens to be in the way. And now I know there's a lot of people that say, but I don't like his tone and I don't like his tweets. And honestly, I'm growing a little tired of these one-liners. And again, you can have all sorts of different opinions. You might support Nikki Haley, which is hilarious. You might support, good, good luck with that. But here's the bigger truth that I think we all need to acknowledge and admit. There's only one candidate that they are willing to throw everything they possibly can at. And it's a lesson for all of us, isn't it? How would you act if you were facing 700 years in federal prison? Would you give up, run for the hills? You see, there's a reason they fear him so much is because they're afraid that you are learning from him. They're afraid that all of a sudden there are millions of grassroots activists that are no longer gonna be afraid of the media, afraid of the names that they call you. You see, for years we've allowed the media to dictate the terms of engagement, allowed us, allowed us to cower in fear every time they called us a racist, every time they called us these sorts of names. Donald Trump played offense against some of the most bitter, awful institutions in this country. Not only did he play offense, but he refused to play the game that so many of us have been tricked into playing for all of these years. Understand that our republic, which I believe was given to us by God, is on very fragile footing right now. And the elites have tried everything they possibly can. They tried mass mail-in ballots. They are tr trying to go after Mike Lindell. They've gone after 1,300 people that were there on January 6th. They've gone after people that were alternate electors, a constitutional right in some of these states. They're using the FBI as a personal enforcement squad of Joe Biden. And I don't know about you, but I think this election is a lot bigger than Donald Trump and Joe Biden. When they use the instruments of the criminal justice system to go after a former president, that makes me like Donald Trump even more than before. And make no mistake, Hamas never would attack Israel if Trump was president. There would be no Ukraine and Russian war. The border would be secure. Christopher Wray would not continue his terror campaign against American citizens. The only reason we got Roe versus Wade repealed is thanks to Donald Trump putting Amy Coney Barrett, Kavanaugh, and Gorsuch on the Supreme Court. Now, I'm not even here to say you must vote for the man, but you should thank God that he is fighting for you every single day. So what does that mean for all of us? We, have a, we still have an opportunity to save this great country, but it's bigger than politics. It involves every single facet of our life how we educate our kids, whether or not we're gonna stand up the totalitarian bullies in our own life, whether or not we turn our back on somebody that might have been canceled for saying some wrong think thing. And yes, the fight matters in your churches. One of the things that I have dedicated some of our work at TPUSA Faith to, which is why I love working with Flashpoint, is getting the church to stand biblically and courageously against wokeism both outside and inside the church. Understand that a vast majority of seminaries in this country are infected with the woke mind virus, postmodernism. 
social relativism. It should be of no mystery and no mistake when you see some of these people come out like Russell Moore or Andy Stanley or Rick Warren. And by the way, I name names. I'm sorry, everybody, but time is running out. And so many of these feckless cowards that call themselves pastors and they come out and they say, you know what, uh, gay marriage is okay or transgenderism, there's nothing wrong with it. We must excommunicate wokeism out of the American church. It is from the pit of hell. And if we are honest with ourselves, one of the reasons why we are in the mess that we are in is because we in the church got complacent. I blame us first. We should not blame a secular world for our country falling apart. It's because the church did not stand on biblical truth. It's because the church was more worried about expanding their wardrobe budget than their book budget. It's because the church was unwilling to say to a world, I don't care if you hate me, I only answer to God and God alone. And one of the reasons why I love what Flashpoint is doing and this amazing ministry, it's going out into the nation, the country, and speaking to all of you and empowering pastors to stand with biblical courage. And that's where all of you come in. One of the most important things you can do is, first of all, you should go to this church. Cheon is doing a great job here at this church, I gotta tell you. Is if you go to a different church, by the way, Jack Hibbs has a great church and Rob McCoy has a great church, right? and so many others, but maybe you go to a church and they're wavering a little bit. And they say, we don't do politics around here. You should say, well, you do, do you do the Bible around here? How about Esther, Mordecai, Nehemiah, Jeremiah, or Joseph? They were awfully political. They were counselors to the king. It says in Jeremiah 29, seven, demand the welfare of the nation that you are in because your welfare is tied to your nation's welfare. Daniel fasted and prayed for the nation that he is in, who is in. God cares about whether or not you care for your nation. And we should love our neighbor as yourself, as it says in Leviticus 19. Christ says, all the commandments are on love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Deuteronomy 6.5 and Leviticus 19. It says, love your neighbor as yourself, as well as some other amazing teachings. We cannot love our neighbor as ourself if you have a Marxist totalitarian government. The best way to love your neighbor is to give them the gift that God first gave us, which is liberty, which is God's idea, not man's idea. A free society is the greatest gift that we can give a neighbor. And yet, Christians across the country sit idly by, they sit on their hands. A majority of pastors did not thank the Lord that Roe versus Wade was repealed. The church founded this country. 55 out of 56 of the signers of the Declaration of Independence were Bible-believing, church-attending Christians. Nine out of 13 of the original state constitutions of the 13 original colonies said that you must be a Protestant Christian to be an office holder at the time of the American founding. Almost all 13 out of 13 said you must believe in Almighty God. This was founded as a Christian country, and it will be Christians that will save it. And yet, we have bought the lie that is peddled by too many of these fake pastors across the country. They sell you your book and say that I just want happiness and I want peace on earth. Yes, Christ will bring peace on, 
bring peace on earth, but first he must bring a sword, and the sword is the word of God. And the word of God will cut through the lies of our culture. But I hear from people like Andy Stanley, he says, well, you know, we must, um, we must meet young people where they're at, that you're gonna turn young people off if you talk the truth too bluntly and clearly. Well, how's that working out? We have watered down the word of God for the last 30 years and church attendance is down. I can tell you how to pack an auditorium full of 18, 19, and 20 year olds. I do it every single night. You know how you do it? You tell the truth plainly and repeatedly to a generation that needs to hear it. This is a testing moment for the church. And if we're honest, most churches failed during COVID. We masked in fear and hid behind Romans 13, an inappropriate analysis of Romans 13, saying that we must submit to our government leaders and authorities and those that are there because they're there for our good. Even though when you ask the pastor the next question, well, who's the authority in America? It's we the people in America, not the mayors, not the governors, but they don't read that far. It is the church that needs to rise that needs to stand for this biblical truth and identify wokeism wherever we see it. And in 2024, it will be a testing moment. You're gonna hear from the Russell Moore types. Oh, don't get involved in politics. There's no difference between the two parties. Excuse me. Now, by the way, there's plenty of problems with the Republican Party. I do a three-hour show about it every single day. You guys should listen. It's the Charlie Kirk Show. I know some of you guys do. Thank you, by the way. I complain more about Republicans than Democrats every single day. But hold on a second. Let's get our facts right. There are three things that every pastor should agree on, and if they don't, they should resign from the ministry. Number one, life begins at conception, and that abortion has no place in America. Number two, God created male and female, and this transgenderism nonsense will end in this country. And to go a step further, you will not mutilate our children. You will not teach them this gay pornography. You will not go after them with this trans agenda. Our children are off limits, period. Finally, that we will never allow the bride of Christ, the church, to be labeled non-essential again. When marijuana dispensaries, liquor stores, and convenience stores were lamed essential, we will never close the church for what you call a pandemic again, period. You need to go home to your pastor and ask those three questions. When does life begin? Do you believe God created male and female? in his image, and do you believe the church is essential? That is your three-part test. That is not political, that is biblical. And if every pastor asked those questions and answered them correctly, the country could be saved. But it starts with you. It starts with you getting a coffee with your senior pastor and asking them, they say, well, I don't wanna lose people. They say, then you shouldn't be a pastor. You should try to preach your church down to a manageable size telling the truth. And if God blesses you with increased attendance, that's God's provision and blessing, not because of your talented preaching.
But, but I, uh, I, I, I have an elder board. Oh, they say mean things. You should preach the truth. And if the elder board fires you for preaching the Bible, then they will have to stand in front of Almighty God and account for that. But I, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just not clear. There, there's no difference between the two parties. Again, there's a lot of problems in this country. I could tell you. There is one party that believes in post-birth abortion. There's one party that is pushing this transgenderism poison on every one of your children. In this state, the state of California, God bless you for fighting for California, by the way. Do not give up on California. The Democrats in the Senate and the House agreed to block a bill that would have notified you as a parent if your teenager was currently undergoing transgender conversion therapy. Simple notification. The Democrats don't even want you as a parent to know what is happening. And it's very simple and very clear. The church does a poor job of this because the church has its motives all wrong. What is the best way to fight Marxism? It's the family. It is the only one of the Ten Commandments that involves a promise and your nation. Honor your mother and father so that you may live long in the land of which you are in. The transgender lobby, the Marxists, the totalitarians, the tyrants, the Democrats, the despots, but I repeat myself. <laughs> they know that they have to separate the bond between a parent and a child. For all those of us that are parents, myself now included, by the way, we must protect our children from the groomers. And that's right, I call them groomers, and they hate it when we call them groomers. There are three types of people in this world. There are infants, there are predators and the protectors of children. Many of you are no longer infants, thankfully. I hear some infants in the back, God bless them. So that means you could be in one of two categories. You could be a predator or a protector of children. It is incumbent on good people to protect our children from the predators. The predators in the public school system, the predators that seek to come after your children's innocence. And pastors need to say that clearly and plainly and repeatedly. This is not a political war. This is a biblical and a spiritual war. I get a lot of emails from many of you. And you say, Charlie, what else can I do? Some of you even say, I've done everything that's been asked of me. I watched Flashpoint. I bought the pillow. <laughs> By the way, let's clear this up. Promo code Kirk. I don't know what all this other nonsense is. K-I-R-K. -K. By the way, that's the easiest of all to remember, okay? It means church, by the way, okay? So there you go. Eric, I don't know what that means. So promo code Kirk. Okay, we got that out of the way. Make a commitment to do more. No longer be a spectator, but be a participant in the fight for liberty and freedom. Get in the arena. Homeschool your kids. Take your kids out of government schools, everybody. Support your local Turning Point USA chapter. Run for precinct committeemen. Hold your pastor accountable. Leave your church if it's gone woke. Have the tough conversation with your loved one. Become a relentless fighter for liberty and freedom because the bad guys are trying to invoke your surrender. They're trying to get you to give up, and I'll end how I started. Look at the man who's facing 700 years in prison and his business empire about to be taken away. Nobody can tell me you have it harder than Donald Trump right now.
Nobody. I hear complaints all day long. But I could lose my job and someone could say a bad word about me. Donald Trump's about to lose everything he's ever earned. His name, his reputation, his, his family, his wealth. He, about to, he might go to jail for the rest of his life, but he keeps on fighting for you. So I don't want to hear your complaints. I want to see you fight. I want to see you fight with everything that you have. The greatest man to live in the 20th century was Winston Churchill. Trump is very similar to Churchill. Hated before, loved during, hated after. Little rough around the edges, but necessary, blunt, and courageous. Churchill was the only man that was smiling the day after Pearl Harbor. His team came in, the war cabinet convened the day after Pearl Harbor, and they were downtrodden and sad, and Churchill was very happy with a cigar and a thing of whiskey, and he proclaimed to his war cabinet, we have won the war. And his war cabinet said, what are you talking about? Gents, we have won the war. And a brave soul said, sir, have you lost your bloody mind? <laughs> he said, we, we could barely staff the Royal Air Force. They're planning a ground invasion of Brighton. We barely got our troops off Dunkirk. There is a vote of no confidence planned for you. What do you mean we've won the war? And Churchill took a puff of a cigar and a sip of whiskey, and he says, ah, I've studied the Americans and got to know them quite well. They're often late to the party, but once Americans awaken, they are a beast that cannot be defeated. You awaken, everybody. We win. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Charlie Kirk. Charlie. Hey, listen, all of you watching on television, big event coming up in December in Phoenix, AmFest. Yeah. Tell them just a little bit. Real yeah, quick. everybody, uh, we have a four-day event. Flashpoint is prominently going to be right there, the, the number one media's booth. We're so honored to have. We have Tucker Carlson. We have Candace Owens coming, Rob Schneider, Roseanne Barr, Patrick Bet David, uh, Donald Trump Jr., Steve Bannon. The website is amfest.com. Uh, and if you use promo code CHARLIE, you get a special discount. Uh, so then you can remember it also when you buy your pillow tonight. So it's amfest.com. Flashpoint's going to be there. Come by, say hello. It's in Phoenix, Arizona. So take a road trip. Bring your family. Amfest.com. Thank you, Charlie. God bless you, team. Thank you. All right. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know MyPillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98 or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. We're going to get them, uh, some other stuff happening here. We're talking about some politics and what God's doing. Please welcome backstage Eric Metaxas, Mike Lindell, Abby Johnson, and Rick Green.
right. Thank you, Carol. I'll give you a chance to comment on that, J6. Um, well, the first thing I want to say, and please write this down. <laughs> Promo code Eric. Look, you can laugh all you want. You need to write it down. You're going to forget. Um, the J there's certain things, like the J6 stuff. I don't watch a lot of news because when I hear about this, it, I'm very sensitive, and it upsets me so much. Uh, we should be outraged. We should be outraged, and ultimately, I, I, look, we know God is just, and God is a judge, but he has appointed his church. It is our job to do everything we can to make these things right. When you see injustice, you and I are called by God to be active in our faith. Not just say, I believe this stuff, I'm getting saved. That is actually, there's something despicable about that. Because, you know, we say, oh, I'm saved by faith. Well, if you have faith, the, I, I probably said this, the title of the, the book, Letter to the American Church, the original title was Faith Without Works is Dead. If the church is not living out its faith in every single sphere and outraged at injustice, outraged at child rape happening because of a border policy, outraged you we are supposed to be angry about these things because god is angry at injustice and at corruption and it is our job to do something about it because we have not been translated to heaven when we get saved he leaves us here he's filled us with his holy spirit by the way if you're not filled get filled and and uh yeah yeah um and the point is it is our job. And you talk about mission drift. The American church, like the German church, drifted uh, into thinking like, oh, I just need to believe some stuff and go to some building on Sunday morning and I'm good. That, that's a lie from the pit of hell. We are supposed to live out our faith. So when I hear about J6, I mean, I think to myself, first of all, I do believe by the grace of God, these things are being uncovered. It's taken a long time, but there are people you'll never meet. They're, they're looking at this. And they're going, you know what? This looks fishy. I didn't believe it, but I'm starting to believe it. I'm starting to get it. And that's on every level, on the election fraud, on the, all this stuff is coming out slowly but surely. When I read that thing about the 200 FBI, I, do you understand, folks, how despicable that is? Yeah, that in the right. land of the free, the home of the brave, that patriots have died through the generations, that our government would dare, would dare to treat we the people in that way, we need to do everything we can to fight against that and never to, to say, well, it's, it's not my job. It is our job and we need to get to the bottom of it. Listen, I have a friend, John Strand. He's in solitary confinement because he was there on J6. He did absolutely nothing. It is so evil. It is evil that he is in solitary right. confinement tonight. He believes in Jesus, he loves the Lord, and this is one of the, the most, in fact, I would say ultimately, this is the most important subject. This J6 issue is the most, the single most important subject. If we don't get to the bottom of this, the country's gone and every other issue is irrelevant. Yeah. Amen. You know, Mike, I, I want you to comment on that, but uh, 
you have access to uh, President Trump that not all of us have. And uh, I want to hear from you something on the inside. How, how is he doing with all of this? And, you know, Charlie just talked about all that he's facing. And uh, he, he does it with a bold face and strong. But we, we're going to pray for President Trump tonight, whether you are going to vote for him or not. Uh, we're going to pray for him tonight. Uh, but I want to know how he's doing. And I want to know, uh, J6, where do we go from here? Okay. Well, I want to give the comment on the J6 first. Last week, I did a podcast from one of them that was inside the prison. It was about an hour. Actually, it was more than that. We spent a lot of time talking. And one of the things I asked him, because I was in solitary once for 19 days, uh, out 23 or one hour a day. And I asked him about this because I couldn't imagine. He'd been in there almost three years now. And he said, and he's been moved like, I don't know, 19 times or whatever. And I said... Every time they move them and stuff, I said, do you, I said, I know the, the boredom in the cell and in in, to be in solitary. And I asked him, do you, do you get, do they give you anything to read? And he said, every place has had a Christian guard that slips him a Bible. I mean, this wow. is amazing. That's every awesome. place. And, and, uh, and he also said, he said, uh, I mean, it brought me to tears. And he said, you know. He said, we're in here, and he said, one of the things, he said, all the people that are out there, like yourselves, and he said, to keep the voice alive, to keep things going, that encourages them. I mean, they've got, it's just, that's their encouragement. That's all they got right now is their, you know, they got their faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, but they've got the hope out there that all this wasn't in vain, and it's not going to be in vain. And like I said, I told this to our president. Um, and I've told it to him uh, many times. When, when I talk to him, um, um, we encourage each other. And, and uh, we kind of, one will talk and the other one cuts in. <laughs> you go back and forth. But he's always optimistic, everybody. He's always optimistic. And he said to me the other day, he said, he goes, Mike, he said, you know, the only way they, they get this um, that I lose is if they steal it again. And he said, are you going to have these elections fi fixed in time? I said, sir, they're already fixed against you. But I said, I will give you my word that we're going to do everything possible to get them secure enough. And by God's grace, you will get back in. And, and he said to me, he said, um, he said, you know, he goes, they're destroying our country so bad. And I said, you know, I, he goes, I don't know if we can get it. You know, it's getting so bad. Can it be fixed? And I said, God working through you, sir, it can be fixed. And, and, uh, and, and then one of the things I told him, which I want to tell you all, and I probably used this analogy before. I just told Eric this in the back. There's, I, I, was, I tell him this too. There's two buckets now that have developed with the, over the last three years. And the first one is the common sense. You'd call it the political bucket, this bucket of common sense. I told this to our great real president. Here's this bucket, sir. And I said, people are jumping in with the bad things going on. Everybody remembers December of 2019 when everything is the best, highest consumer confidence in history, the lowest unemployment for blacks, women, you name it. It was beautiful physically here, you know. And those were from decisions made by a, um, and I, I said, I hate to call you a politician, sir, but by you, a politician, that we know that political decisions can help us physically here, right? And I said, you have given them no reason to leave this bucket. Yeah. 
They can indict you and your polls go up. They can give you one, two, three, you know, evil's greedy. They go, gee, this isn't working. Should we keep doing it? Do it, do it some more. Now he's up. I said, pretty soon you'll have more voters than votes in the United States, more votes than voters, like Pennsylvania does in every election. And, and, uh, and anyway, what I told him, I said, I said, I go all over this country and I said, here's this bucket of common sense. I said, sir, you have a gift, a problem solution, and you know what it's going to manifest to to help all people. And I said, they're jumping in from both sides, not just the right, but the left all over because people are looking for hope in their physical realm, right? Their physical things have just been destroyed. They're destroying our economy. So they're jumping in and you've given them no reason to leave that bucket. Okay. And then I said, then there's another bucket, and that bucket is our Lord Jesus Christ. The stuff that's been going on for two and a half years has brought more people to Jesus, I think, than any time in history. They're pouring in from all over the world, from both sides, from everywhere, and, and there's no reason for them to leave this bucket. People don't look to God when things are going great. You think in December of 2019, everyone's going, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. No, God, we took it. People took it for granted. But God gave us grace. The grace is right now. You're, you're all part of the best time in history to be alive because we are bringing more people to our Lord Jesus than ever before. Uh, and uh, and to, but to answer the question is, I've never seen a guy, and I've told him, I said, you know, he inspires me, the courage he has. Courage is contagious, and he attack after attack after attack. And we don't call each other and say, who's getting attacked more that day in the news? You know, we just encourage each other, and we it's always proactive. It's like, you know, hey, can this be done? What are the people thinking? You know, you know and, and it's always encouraging each other, but we're both so optimistic, and I've never seen a more optimistic guy. I think he's more optimistic than I am sometimes. You know, and I'm always optimistic, aren't I, Gene? Yes, you are. <laughs> and and uh, so, and he's always upbeat. I, I, I can't tell you. He, you know, the anger when we're talking, is, there's no anger there. It's just like he, he's... You know, I've told him, I, I do say that if you look up patience, if you Google the word patience, you don't see a picture of him or either, I'll tell you that, okay? <laughs> but I, I've always had to tell him, you know, this is on God's timing, and it's always on God's timing, and we're going to look back and say, all this stuff had to happen on this timing, or, or we're not going to get to this beautiful place, we're going to look at, wow, this bad stuff all had to happen. To bring what? To bring all these people to Jesus and to get to the great place we're going. We need massive support for this, this election, which people say is the most important election in history. I say the most important election in history was 2020. Because 2020 is what's revealed evil has reared its ugly head. This is a spiritual battle of biblical proportion. And we find out more and more every day. I said it's like living inside of a a sci-fi movie going, well, there's more evil. Hello. Oh, wow. This guy thought it was good as evil. You know, it's like crazy, but it's like, you just come to expect it. Now, I don't know, you know, where evil ends and where good begins sometimes, but I just know where it ends and God wins. Amen. So Abby, Abby, you travel, you travel. And, and of course you do. You're watching Lindell TV.